Hi, welcome to the first episode of Are We Brainwashed? You might think brainwashing only occurs in re-education camps or in torture labs, and you're so unconcerned about it. We think we're more aware, intelligent, and conscious than we are. It's easy to say you're not brainwashed, but how often do you evaluate the knowledge you receive? You would never think you're trapped in an echo chamber by choice, willingly living in a bubble of like-minded friends that shares the same social media feeds. Do you think it's possible that we're all trapped the same way, but it's all by choice? What I'm saying is, the idea of brainwashing is occurring more frequently than we know. Let me take you on a journey to observe different forms of existing echo chambers. First of all, I'm just going to throw you the definition of brainwashing, which is to make someone believe something by repeatedly telling them it is true and preventing any other form of information from reaching them. And the definition of an echo chamber is an environment in which a person encounters only beliefs or opinions that coincide with their own so that their existing views are reinforced and alternative ideas are not considered. So how does brainwashing work? The synthesizing function of thought reform includes the building of a new identity. At every moment of brainwashing, the intellectual has revised, rejected, and modified elements of his past in order to dislodge himself from what he was and become someone else. As painful as it is, brainwashing would never have a long-lasting effect if it did not offer a new and appealing sense of identity as is reward. There are all kinds of terms uh, that explains brainwashing, thought reform, brain hacking, belief change, persuasion. Well, do we, do we really have an idea of what it means? So the word itself is a word-for-word translation of the Chinese concept. The process was meant to change a mind radically so that its owner becomes a living puppet, a human robot without the atrocity being visible from the outside, according to journalist Edward Hunter. The birth of the term brainwashing reflected a need to label what was seen as terrifying new dangers. When Americans in China and Korea started following similar behavior, the need to explain how this could happen became urgent. And what is social media and how does it relate to an echo chamber? Social media is a website or applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. The director of the Center for Internet and Technology Addiction, David Greenfield, questions the idea that social media has anything to do with it with social contact, and he thinks is actually completely the opposite. The only reason social media exists is really to keep your eyes on screens to sell you stuff, and that's the model. Social media also creates an entry for propaganda that penetrates mainstream media outlets. Science journalist David 
McCranny said the fact that social media platforms confirm what we already believe is the reason why many people use them in the first place. He says, and if the platforms didn't do that, they wouldn't be successful. Truth is, the biggest success in social media like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter is defined by the hours users spend engaged with content and measured in advertising dollars our attention generates. Therefore, social media platforms rely on adaptive algorithms to flood us with information that suits our interests to keep us scrolling. The algorithms aims to grab our attention by gaining access to our interests and keep feeding us similar content to what we liked or retweeted. The nature of social media eliminates traditional gatekeepers to information for accuracy, resulting in echo chambers which were never presented with alternative perspectives, and it creates this space that limits the exposure to diverse perspectives. To make us feel comfortable within groups of like-minded people who are feeding off the same social media feed that favors the same beliefs, so echo chambers can be found anywhere information is exchanged. Yet social media has the most ideal feature to create echo chambers, which made it far more numerous. Social media creates an environment which makes us engage in selective exposure. Existing within a group that confirms our own worldview, and as the usage of social media becomes more widespread, it is more likely for users to engage within specific self-selected groups, meaning news and perspectives are shared exclusively with like-minded users, which reflects the concept that birds of a feather flock together. It brings its members to actively distrust outsiders and increases separation from reality. The nature of echo chambers shuts off the cognitive thinking when they come across opposing viewpoints. It distorts a person's perspective, resulting in difficulty to consider or analyze any viewpoints other than what they already believed in. The more an echo chamber favors and reinforces their existing beliefs, the more likely or of creating misinformation that fuels the bias, dragging the group further away from the truth. There is another phenomenon at play, which explains the differences between the subvert of the flow of information from an echo chamber. It holds. The same social structure of exaggerating confidence in their ideology as an echo chamber, and systematically exclude sources of information, is called the epistemic bubble, which is when you don't hear people from the other side. Different from an echo chamber, which is when you don't trust people from the other side. But social media was not built for news reading. It was originally designed for entertainment. The speedy development of the internet and technology has changed the way information spreads. It was gradually becoming the platform for political communication and public debates. 
The normalizing of propaganda on social media has made us more reliant on social media for spreading news and receiving it. The users tend to prefer information around shared narratives, ignoring dissent information, to form polarized groups, which quickly proliferates misinformation. The deeper these divisions go. The thicker the walls are built to perform a feedback loop that reinforces their ideology. We live in the period when news is tailorable to one's taste, and over time, people learn to trust fake news sources. Legitimate news outlets will become less worthy. Currently, seventy-two percent of Americans get digital news primarily from. A mobile device, and people nowadays prefer online news sources to print sources by a two-to-one ratio. Are we too reliant on social media? Are we as aware and conscious as we think we are when our daily input frame and reinforce the same narrative? Are we brainwashed?